Welcome to Mise on Smash, the only podcast where we break the Smash Brothers cinematic universe one game at a time. I'm your co-host, Pete Simmons-Hayes. And I'm your other co-host, Simon Lewis Ong. Pete, do you have childhood trauma? Oh, wait, you're really going to open with that? That's That could be a yeah. whole podcast on its own, <laughs> Because something that very few people, I think, acknowledge about Mario when we talk about him as a character is that he has a lot of childhood trauma. He was, I mean, he was saving entire kingdoms of people before he was even, he was barely sentient. I think you're right. And I also think that even if he does have childhood trauma, he had the best mom that someone could have, yet he still ended up with trauma, which maybe Mm -hmm. there's a statement there, but who knows? This week we are talking about Yoshi's Island, uh, a Super Mario origin story that features Mario as a baby hanging out with his pal Yoshi or his his several pals Yoshi's. And I, I meant his mom, as in Yoshi is his mom. Yeah, because in I a know, way, I got what you were going for. Okay, Yoshi is, I didn't Yoshi, know if you got me. Yeah, you got I to mean, get me, Simon. I think. Yoshi does a, a a lion's share of the parenting of Mario and Luigi, given that his parents were irresponsible enough that they somehow lost these children on this prehistoric island with dinosaurs roaming about. I don't really know the full extent of, of how they got there or what's going on. Well, I think a stork brought them there. A stork. So right. in that Mario universe... Sex does not make the baby, or maybe they do. Maybe it's like a proxy thing where the sex goes to the stork and the stork, but I don't know. But no, I it's think, storks. I think, yeah, I think Mario, the Mario universe within the games, obviously, is is sexless. Michael's Super Mario is very much not a sex a sexless Mario, um, but I think the games it's very sexless. So I think it's implied that storks just bring children, and that's just an sure. unquestioned part of the universe. And one thing I don't think Yoshi's Island gets enough credit for is. Right now, Disney has baby fever. Every character has a baby version now. They're so cute. They're selling a bunch of toys. Nintendo kind of did it first. And they didn't shove it in your face, I don't think. Not just Disney. I mean, Viacom's got it with Camp Coral, the the baby SpongeBob spinoff. I mean... Right? Everybody's got... I mean, there's Muppet Babies. There's a whole thing, but you're right. Nintendo did Baby Mario. Um, Does Baby Mario predate Baby Muppets? No, certainly no, not. No, no. We probably have some stuff to owe to Muppets, especially with, um, I mean, Yoshi's Island art style kind of has like that kind of handmade feel that I think yeah. people like about the Muppets. Yeah. So. Pete, are you a Yoshi's Island fan? What's your What's your experience with the game itself? Uh, so Yoshi's Island or Super Mario World 2 is actually, I think, one of the greatest platformers of all time. I think it uh, Nintendo is kind of known for like having that like cutesy art style now, uh, which I think is really pretty, and I think it's inspired a lot of artists. But I think that comes from Yoshi's Island, where originally they wanted to make it have like Donkey Kong Country 3D graphics, and Miyamoto was like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna make it with crayon," and uh, it works. Yeah, I think it really works. Yeah, the, the the Super Nintendo is my favorite console, and Yoshi's Island is easily that's a top five game on that console. It's up there with, uh, it's up there with. I mean, it's not up there with Earthbound. Earthbound is above everything else, but then it's up there with Super Metroid, A Link to the Past, Donkey Kong Country. Um, so I, I have always loved Yoshi's Island. I, I first played it when it came out on the Game Boy Advance. Um, just such a such a cool game, such a neat game, and so different from Super Mario World, um, which it's you know the sequel to. Um, just such such a different kind of game, and it's it's Yoshi is very similar to Luigi, which which, which we were talking about during the Luigi's Mansion episode, Pete, where you know Luigi is one of the few sidekick characters who can hold his own in his own game with its own gameplay mechanics and it just it really works and doesn't feel like a knockoff yoshi is just like that where yoshi games don't play anything like mario games they've got a completely different set of mechanics and it's uh an entirely unique uh gameplay you know 
a unique identity to him. Yeah, and one of the strengths of strengths of Yoshi, I feel, is that he's got a great design, and I, I think everyone immediately recognizes him. Even like your parents, I, I feel like a few grandparents could name, oh Yoshi,、um, yeah, just because they're so lovable. I don't know one. I've never met one person who dislikes Yoshi. No, definitely. He I mean, yeah, Yoshi is one of the more like. Parent-friendly characters. Given that he only came around in the '90s, like parents know Yoshi like really well. Like my parents always just instantly knew, knew who Yoshi was. So this is, I think, what we're saying here is that this is yet another movie in our franchise that has potential to be, you know, that family movie that you, you that our guest is giving me a head shake, and that this is not a family movie. But it does. What I'm saying is, it has IP recognition. That's really what well, I'm getting at. Sort of like if this movie, so we're the execs right now, and if we hate this fucking movie, we can do what they did with Collateral Beauty and recut the trailer to make it whatever we want to be, and we can make this for kids no matter what. You know,、well, I think I don't think we're gonna hate the movie, Pete, because there's no universe know, in which I, I hate mean, this movie. I mean,、uh, there's always hey, we have to say the truth. There's a potential that we can hate every pitch that comes in, and we're just really <laughs> lucky because we've got really cool friends. I think the what we do is if we decide that、hmm, we need to make this movie more marketable, then we can cut it as a kids movie,、That's、even if it's not. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because this does have massive market potential. It's got babies and the cute animal. That's like what Disney manufactures. In the new Raya: The Last Dragon, they have both. It's true. This this is our Raya and the Last Dragon. This is our, this is our Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay, cool. Should、and、we? I think we should meet our guests. All right, let's meet her. Choose your character. Chrissy Michael is a functioning adult, currently running the one woman video scheduling department at Condé Nast Entertainment. She graduated from NYU with a BA in cinema studies and a triple minor in BEMT producing and film production. Oh, what the fuck wrote this major? Known by cinema studies babies as Cinema Mom and some original Comic Sans members as Groupie Mom, Chrissy, contradictory to nicknames, has no children and doesn't know where these semi-adult ones keep coming from. And Let's meet Chrissy. Here's Chrissy. Hello, hello. Thank you hey, for having、Chrissy. me. Welcome to the show. You are the only person so far that has requested to be on the show. That has literally texted me saying, "Can I be on the show? I have an idea." So I have a feeling that whatever you're going to pitch to me is is going to be very inspired. Can I ask why you chose Yoshi's Island? Um, so Pete can also attest to this.、Uh, I texted him because I wanted to write an origin story for Kamek, but Kamek is not a playable character in the Super Smash universe,、uh, and the place where Kamek shows up is Yoshi's Island. Can you explain who Kamek is to people who might? Yes, Kamek is this bird sorcerer that rides around on a broom in a blue cloak,、um, and. God only knows what they do,、uh, but they're magical, and they show up in Yoshi's Island. And I watched an eight-hour playthrough of the game, so I could fully understand exactly what Kamek is.、Um, but I also really got to understand Yoshi,、uh, and Yoshi is somebody I used to play as for Mario Kart. I am not a big gamer, so I would play Mario Kart. I would play Super Smash occasionally. I'm terrible at all of these games, but it was always like a fun social thing. Um, so I really I love Yoshi as like the comfortable character who's a solid character to play, especially if you're not very good. So, Chrissy, you you studied cinema studies, and your your big area of expertise is sort of film history and cinema history. How did that training that you have prepare you to talk about? Yoshi's Island as a movie. I mean, how? What did you bring? You you have a vast scope of cinema knowledge. How did how did how did you use that in this pitch? Um, honestly, this entire thing is just little bits and pieces of movies that I have watched over the years, TV shows, and it's just an amalgamation of like seventeen different things, if not more.、Um, I think this particular game, after watching through, like I said, an eight-hour playthrough on YouTube of it.、Um, It has a lot of heart to it, but it also has Yoshi as this really fascinating character who, while being you know recognizably male, is popping out eggs and also 
like you guys said in the intro, is a mother, essentially, to baby Mario. It's like this alternative masculinity, which I wrote a whole paper on in college. So I was like really excited to get down to the bones of that. Um, So that's what was really appealing to me about this. Hmm. That's really interesting considering. um, So Yoshi, sort of like how I've heard from a lot of moms that when it's basically your kid is your job and like you kind of don't it's not really about getting fulfillment. It's just like making sure the job is done and like making sure they go where they need to go. And with Yoshi, Yoshi does it to such a degree where Yoshi gets Mario to adulthood. And then if you play Super Mario World where Yoshi like goes down the pit and you have to jump off Yoshi, like kind of sacrifices himself for his child in a way, like in a very kind of beautiful motherly way um, and, it, and it also there's poetry there it also takes a village there isn't a singular yoshi that is raising mario and luigi in this game it's at the end of each level the yoshi that has carried you through that level basically passes the baton that is baby mario onto the next yoshi and they sort of take turns hopping around this island so i mean it 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 literally you know i think I mean, you're right, Pete, that at the end of the day, Yoshi's Island, it's a game about parenting. And I think the message there is it takes a village and then also, you know, parents will sacrifice anything for their children. Exactly. Just to get off topic for a sec, just because I'm curious and I'm sure others are curious, is I heard, I think you told me, that you listened to the Sonic the Hedgehog episode with Greg and you listened to that with your whole family? (laughs) And I just got to know, what was going on in your mom or your dad's head listening to all of these Sonic songs that no one fucking knows? What was going on? Did they know it was Blues Brothers? Yes. We're like, we love the Blues Brothers. So that's like, that's a big thing. We love the Blues Brothers in this house. That is like your entry point as a child into like real movies. Because the worst thing that really happens is the cursing. Um, So... We listened to it. My brother was very excited to listen to it. And my dad literally has jokes with people at work that they like send each other bits of the Blues Brothers dialogue. So we knew from the jump it was Blues Brothers. Um, from the jump jump? Like when it's when it's Knuckles in the bar? Like how quickly did you guys figure it you out? No, like as soon as you got to the jail and the they jail. were giving Sonic his personal okay. items, it was gotcha. like, oh. Gotcha. And then... <laughs> And your dad was like, that's fucking Blues Brothers. <laughs> Basically, entirely. Um, I don't know why that's the most New Jersey thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this movie is a whole lot of New Jersey, New York. So, I... <laughs> yeah. All right. I think uh, we should let you uh, take it away with, with. Yeah, take us to New Jersey, New York. Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, break the story? Break the story. So I'm about to just rip everything that you have in your minds about Yoshi's Islands away. I have totally blown it up. This is not a family movie <laughs> at all. Okay. Um, this is also about Yoshi, but it's not, he's not as maternal. But it's like that. Like Pete was saying, it's that job, um, and I treat baby Mario and baby Luigi as separate entities from adult Mario and Luigi. So I want to like separate that. And I also want to say like, uh, and this is purely because I read a Reddit theory about all of the different Yoshis and how some of them are dying and reappearing and this and that. So I'm, I want to right from the jump say I am playing with God only knows what interdimensional capabilities. Hold up. Hold up for a second. Are you saying that we now have three separate Marios in our universe? Because we have, we already have Mario from Michael's movie. And then we have Dr. Mario, who's not actually Mario. His name's Craig, pretending <laughs> to be Mario. And now we have this new baby, baby Mario. Mario that's going to have his own separate trauma as a baby that might turn into a totally different Mario. Chrissy, what the fuck are you doing to us? <laughs> All right. 
Well, it's it's interesting. I'm making your lives. <laughs> it's interesting because I just saw a poll like on Twitter the other day that was asking if Baby Mario and Baby Luigi are in 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 the voters' minds. Are they baby versions of Mario and Luigi, or are they Mario and Luigi's children? And so this introduces a whole third option, which is they are alternate dimension versions of Mario and Luigi. And my biggest question here about them being alternate dimension versions of Mario and Luigi is, are they from an alternate dimension where just Mario and Luigi happen to be babies at this point in time? Or are they from an alternate dimension where everyone is a baby version of themselves? Neither. Oh, Um, man. (laughs) We've got like, see, this is from my lack of understanding of how the games work that you can play as baby Mario and Luigi, or you can play as Mario and Luigi in different Mm -hmm. games. Ooh, I have a pitch. Could it be a thing where you know how like when your Amazon package doesn't show up, they like send you a new one? Is it like a thing where like since these babies never got to the parents, they're like, we're just going to make a couple more. And those are like the ones that got to the Mario parents. So these are sort of like the failed ones. That's dark yeah, shit, you know what? Pete. That, That's dark that shit. might work. That could be fun. <laughs> well, I feel that like we didn't fun. even hear what Chrissy actually has. So, so I feel like we got to hear what she, her right, actual pitch is before Sorry, we Chrissy. start pitching Take stuff. us away. <laughs> All right. So our prologue is, you know, as I've said, TBD based on where the rest of the universe is, what I have heard, what I haven't heard. Um, based on what we know of Mario and Luigi saving Yoshi in his egg at some point in time, we can start with something that gets you to see small bits of Yoshi hatching, being around Mario and Luigi, and Peach, because inevitably he was raised by them. And then we also see our villain, Kamek, being pressured into their own sorcery powers Another spell. Yes! under the Bowser regime. So Kamek never gets a break is kind of enslaved under Bowser. And once Bowser Jr. is born, they're just kind of Bowser Jr.'s attendant. And they're they're having to learn how to be really good at sorcery to entertain Bowser Jr., but it's not fulfilling for them. Um, so it's just a whole chaos and destruction and upsetment, whereas Yoshi is, like, raised with a whole bunch of love. Uh, but then there's kind of this record scratch moment where we realize he is not the dino that we knew him to be. So. And we see Yoshi walking down the street. We see all of these other Yoshis of various colors. The Koopas, the Chain Chomps, the Burts, the Shy Guys. And it's a busy city street in the Mushroom Kingdom. And Yoshi's just doing his own thing, headphones in his ears. How is this looking? Is this live action? Is this animation? How is it looking? This is, I will read you my exact words. This has to be some sort of animation, live action hybrid. There's literally no other way this would work. Like rotoscope or more like uh, more like Space Jam? Uh, no, it's it's probably more like a John Favreau special a la Lion King or Jungle Book. But it's okay. like visually okay. accosting. And I need that to, that's, that's the big thing, is it has to be as visually accosting as Speed Racer while also fitting that like weird hybrid. So- does Yoshi look like an actual dinosaur or does he look like he, a Yoshi? He looks more like a Yoshi. Okay. But he's okay. not as, like, friendly looking, I guess. Like, he looks like that soft boy, that, like, cool kid that doesn't want to talk to anybody. Okay. 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 Um, so so we've we've opened with, with a prologue that sort of juxtapositions the upbringing of uh, Kamek and um and yoshi and i just i wanted to to pause for one second just to clarify that uh bowser jr is in this story correct okay so this is so this is a story about bowser jr which is a that's a departure from the original game where it's just that's baby it's it's a baby version of bowser in yoshi's island but but here we're talking about bowser jr who is of course playable in super smash brothers um so we got Bowser Jr., we've got Kamek, and we've got uh, we've got Yoshi, and we've got Yoshi now looking cool in in sort of a new Donk City esque escape. Uh, All right, and, and then where do we go from there? Uh, then he starts going into work 
He gets a call from Birdo. She calls him constantly and he's like, can you not call me until later? I don't want to talk to you right now. And he's walking into what I have dubbed G Labs. Oh, um, G stands for Gab. It does sound familiar. I'm if marking that, that down. That sounds on my familiar. Continuity notes. What Chrissy didn't know was that Dr. E. Gad in our universe has been established to be a Nazi scientist thanks to Gabby Christensen's Luigi's Mansion episode. Even if unintended, by having Yoshi work under Dr. E. Gad, it could only mean that Yoshi in this universe is also a Nazi. I don't have continuity notes. <laughs> we'll have um, a show. Well, what Chrissy doesn't know is that we have a lot to talk about with. Yeah, you really with, don't uh, know. A certain prof- Professor E. Gad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great point. Yeah, that's gonna color. Wow, you're really making decisions that like you don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I am gonna let Chrissy finish the E. Gad <laughs> section, and then we're gonna tell her what we know about E. Gad that she doesn't know about E. Gad in our universe. It kind of comes. Back oh, at the okay. End. Let's tell her at the end because maybe it like really changes her entire movie in a great way. Okay. It will we'll change your entire movie again. if like if it. If so, okay, just. How how much of how much uh, of the hero is Professor Egad? Yeah, e. yeah. How do people see Gad? He's not in it. It's just his labs, and then there's like a bit at the end that's like an end credit scene, but not really an end credit okay. scene. Just like towards the end, but he is he well liked? Briefly okay. in it. It's like a visual. Is he, he well liked? Yeah. Is he celebrated? Is he well liked? What does the community think of yeah. Egad? There's no real opinion. Okay. He's he just kind of there. following. It's just a peak. Never mind. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, he probably he, he probably, probably does, does have, have a Facebook, Facebook following. following. <laughs> 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 uh, but what I will say is, Luigi got him the job here. Like he is an apathetic dino, and so you know, Luigi got him the job because. Essentially, Luigi and Mario, Mario raised him. Mario, I'm so glad we decided to adopt Yoshi together. Look at him sleep, Luigi. He's so peaceful. Oh, Mario. He's such a beautiful baby boy. Don't you just want to pinch his cheeks? <laughs> Here comes the Koopa Shell. Look at him open his mouth, Luigi. He's such a glutton. Hush, little baby. Don't you cry. Luigi's gonna sing you a Yoshi song. I think he loves you more than me. Don't say things like that. Oh! You smell that? Mario, could you change his diaper for once? Is his name Yoshi Mario? Or is his name Yoshi Mario Luigi? Or is his name Yoshi Luigi? His name is Yoshi Bros. (laughs) I like a Yoshi Bros. Come here, come to Papa, come to Papa, Yoshi. Yoshi, take your first steps to Papa. Say a Luigi, Yoshi. No, say Mario, Yoshi. Say a Luigi. No, Mom, no, M for Mario, Yoshi. Say a Luigi. <laughs> People used to say to me that you were too selfish to be a great plumber. I used to defend you, but they're absolutely right. Only your best acting is behind you. You're back to being a hack. You gaslighted me. You're a, you're a fucking Bowser. You want to present yourself as a victim because it, it's a good legal strategy. Fine. But you and I both know you chose this life. You wanted it until you didn't. You used me so you can get out of LA. I didn't use. You did and then you blamed me for it. You always made me aware of what I was doing wrong. Life with you was a joyless. So you had to fuck someone else? How could you? You shouldn't be upset that I fucked her. You shouldn't be upset that I had a laugh with her. Do you love her? No. But she didn't hate me. You hated me. You hated me. You fucked someone we worked with. You stopped having sex with me the last year. I never cheated on you. That was a cheating on me. Uh, but there's so uh, much more I could have done. I was a plumber in my 20s. I was on the cover of New Dark Magazine. And I wanted to fuck everybody, but I didn't. I did it for you. Well, I thank you for that. You're welcome. You're... You're welcome. I can't believe I have to know you forever. You're fucking insane. And you're... You're fucking winning. Are you kidding? I wanted to be married. I'd already lost. You didn't love me as much as I loved you. Every day... I wake up and hope you're dead. Dead, dead alike. If I could guarantee that Yoshi would be safe, I'd hope you'd get an illness and then, then get hit by a Goomba and die. 
Sorry about that, guys. Back to the episode. And he goes home and you see he's the type of person that has like dino beer in his fridge, doesn't have any artwork on the wall, lives in a very bare bones apartment, just very boring. But he does have this dog named Poochie. (laughs) And Poochie is about the only thing that Yoshi cares about in this world. And even still, he's kind of apathetic. But he loves Poochie. He takes care of Poochie. Um, and you just kind of see the day in his life. Hey there, Poochie buddy. Are you, you're a good boy. You're a handsome little man. If I didn't have you to come home to every day, I would stand in front of a blazing bonsai bill and have it tear apart my cranium so that I did not have to face the existential dread of my meaningless life. Yoshi. And then he goes to bed. And all of a sudden, the next day, Yoshi leaves his apartment to go to work. And he gets hit on the head, chicken little style. And this baby hits him over the head. And he, like, falls down, just about concussed. But it's oddly almost like an adult-developed baby. But it's baby Mario. And it's voiced by Danny DeVito, because no one else could do this. I was going to ask, what does that mean he's an adult-developed baby? Like, he looks like the boss baby? Okay, yeah. okay, Wait, okay. Yeah. So, 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 um, so timeline-wise and con- continuity-wise, the Luigi that set up uh, Yoshi at this job, that's our Luigi. That's the Luigi we know and, yes. and love, for, like, from Michael's pitch. Okay, okay, okay. So, we are in that universe, but now we're meeting a baby Mario who is perhaps not from this universe. Perhaps. Okay. A lot okay. of continuity Correct. questions. Uh, first, maybe... No, I should ask this now. Um, so you said this city's, like, full of animals and shit like that. And in Mar- in, in Michael's movie, they were not. Did something happen in between? Well, interestingly, interestingly, Pete, in Greg's movie, there are animals living alongside mm. humans. So some we can retcon? something is a muck. Maybe we could retcon or something, something is a happened. <gasps> Maybe Donkey Kong. Maybe something happened in Donkey Kong. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. So this happens, and basically the exchange between the two of them is like, Yoshi's like, who are you? And he's like, but don't I know you? And baby Mario, Mario I have this line that I was so excited about. It's a me, but I'm not who you think I am. Um, so imagine Danny DeVito saying it and not me. That's the exact words. It like it's a uh, me, but I'm not who you think I am. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. What the hell? What are you looking at? You, you green motherfucker. Ain't you ever seen a baby before? All right. Rude, first of all. Second of all, do I know you? Face me. One second, I'm out there minding my own, laying a fat dokey in my diaper with my brother Luigi, and then out of nowhere, I'm falling out of the sky looking at your happy ass looking at me, so you tell me what's going on. Well, what's going on is you kind of look like a weird de- demented version of my friend Mario. Yeah, that's a me. Uh, but I'm not who you think I am. Yeah, Mario's pushing 60, and you're like a creepy baby thing. Yeah, okay, whatever. Do you have any wipes of any kind? Because I, for one thing, am getting a diaper rash. <laughs> I need you to know that this is turning into the room very, very quickly. <laughs> this is the, this is, this would, this could be a cult classic, for sure. They do midnight screenings of Yoshi's Island for, like, the next several decades. That'd be cool. And again, the interdimensionalities... Rick and Morty all over it. I wanted, hang on, I got to rewind for five seconds. I I want creatively, I feel like I need um, Dan Harmon, Ali Wong, Tiffany Haddish, Annie Momolo, and John Favreau working on this. <laughs> That's a, you're, you're breaking us, you're breaking us at the bank, yeah, Chrissy, we can't like afford really all these people. Yeah, expensive movie. Also, I feel like none of those people would get along, but <laughs> interesting. Okay. Um, what's, what was my other question? Oh, okay. So how does baby Mario look? Does he kind of look like, there's that movie from like 2007 where it's like that guy that looks like a baby that like, do you know what I'm talking about? He like sneaks into a family. It's called like Little Man. Oh my God. It's a baby. From director Keenan Ivory Wayans. 
He's adorable in a National Geographic sort of way. It's me. Cal, you get the diamond? No, not yet. I'm in timeout. He'll be going. Open up. Oh, Daryl, what are you doing? That's a rectal thermometer. <laughs> Where no little man has gone before. <laughs> What's is it like Little Man? I have <laughs> kind of yes. I have no idea okay, what you're talking about. Let me explain. About. Little Man is this movie where it's like this guy is like trying to rob this family, and he's like he's a little person, so he dresses up. He like dresses up like a baby, and like, he, but he's like a full grown man, and like they just raise him as a baby, and he like tries to rob them. <laughs> it's just it's a really bad. It's a really ridiculous movie. That is something. So yes, it is that kind of like very much like a fully grown developed human but boss baby that it's like it's a baby cool. cool okay so they had this exchange of like oh god what's going on and baby mario's like well my brother is missing and this stupid sorcerer has him and then you kind of cut to and you go see and you see Kamek basically holding baby luigi by his foot upside down flying through the air trying to get to bowser's castle and you're like, what the hell is going on? Um, and baby Luigi is letting out a shriek. And that voice would be none other than Aziz Ansari. Because it just made sense. And it feels very Tom Haverford. Um, and all of a sudden, connect, you get this understanding that they are very apathetic. And they're very confident in what they do. And they really just don't have time to be paying attention to little things. And so a little thing that's missing is baby Mario now. Master Bowser Jr. has special plans for you two. Uh, two. You're gonna have to circle back if you want both of us. What? Yeah, it looks like you dropped my bro off when we flew over that city about an hour back. I thought you did it on purpose. Dang, blast it! Mm, we're already deep over the Yoshi Forest. There's no turning back now. I'll just have to have my toadies bring him to me. What? No! <laughs> <laughs> So, well, lo and behold, you have Yoshi and baby Mario now walking into the forest, trying to get to Bowser's castle to retrieve baby Luigi. All right, here we go. Right into the trees this way. I know where I'm going. You're just going to wander off into these trees? No, you're going to wander off into the forest because I happen to know that's where my brother is, baby Luigi. All right, you seem really eager on just wandering into this forest without Whoa, a plan. What if I led you wrong? What if I led you wrong? This is where you hide a baby. I just were... met you. No, no, no. If you were a lady in a broom and you were going to hide a baby, this is where you would go. This is how you would do it. Let's go. I know what I'm doing. This is the way we go. I guess you're right. If I were hiding a baby, I'd probably do it in the woods. And who would know more about missing babies than me and missing baby? I question you. That's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. That's what I'm saying. And the busters come out of nowhere. And Yoshi and Baby Mario are like, what are we doing? And all of a sudden, Baby Mario just grabs one and shoves it in Yoshi's mouth. And Yoshi is like, what is going on? And of course, the egg comes out. (laughs) So So what you're saying is, hold on. So what you're saying here is, is that Yoshi isn't aware of his ability to eat things and chew them out and then spit them out as he eggs. It's like, this is Correct. shown to him by this baby Mario. It's like, hey, make make an egg for me, egg yeah, daddy. Does baby like, Mario know he can make eggs? Or is it know. like, there's just so much force in putting yeah. that in his, in his mouth, he made an egg, which he's never done before. <laughs> it's kind of a little of both. Like, baby Mario's impulse was just, let me shove this guy in in this in Yoshi's mouth. Like, baby Mario couldn't consume the buster, but he was like, Yoshi's lost. The impulse was someone can. needs to consume him. Is, <laughs> yes. Does Yoshi, does Yo, is Yoshi, like, confused? He's like, why do you look like my friend? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. He's very confused. He, and he, that was a whole discussion of my brother is missing. Um, and this evil sorcerer is taking my brother and was okay, taking does, me to battle. Yoshi's Castle. just along for the ride. Does at this he point, like try Pete, to I think? Yeah. I feel like if I felt if I found a, if a ba- if a baby <laughs> that looked like Simon dropped on me, I would call Simon. Well, 
I feel like you would just assume, oh, this is a baby that has a lot of the f- same features as Simon, but isn't necessarily a baby but version of Simon. But then he says, like, say, okay, say Simon. Like, say your catchphrase <laughs> is like, hababaluba. If he, if, if the baby Simon went, hababaloo, I'm not that guy. Like, I would definitely call you. <laughs> I would ask. <laughs> well, I don't think Yoshi has a cell phone, Pete. He's he does, just he's got to save this Birdo baby called first. That's... him earlier and said, "Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck, you're right." You know, I'm just using the. T- I am just playing with the blocks that were given to me ten minutes ago. <laughs> Wouldn't you call Mario to be like, "Yo, this boy fucking looks like you. You have to get here ASAP. He's talking to me and shit." The answer is no. The is I no. think Yoshi's inclusive. not that smart. Yoshi never thought of it. So, I have a question. I have, I have another question. So, we're in this cityscape, but this is we're in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Yeah, because Bowser's Castle is is a yeah. thing. Is this Yoshi's Island? Is this like a city on Yoshi's Island, or is this not Yoshi's I actual island yet? We're kind of getting there. Okay. Okay. Like once we dip into the forest, is where we start seeing more of that Yoshi's Island background of you know, like the donut things that fall when you walk on them and those forests, those rivers. Um, but we're not on a on a geographic mass on a map that you would point to and be like, that's no. Yoshi's Island. Okay. Okay. No. okay. You kind of have these moments of like, Yoshi's like, I guess I feel like I have to do this because Mario and Luigi took care of me. So it's like, there's this inner understanding of like, they've taken care of me. Now I have to take care of you. And so that's where it feels like a job for him. And so now we're back in the forest and they're walking through the forest. They're taking care of these busters. And now all of a sudden Yoshi has six eggs because you're never allowed more than six eggs when you're playing the game. Um, And all of a sudden these other Yoshis just kind of emerged and it's like they were also there taking care of everything and Yoshi never knew that about himself um, that he could make these things happen. So now we have a bunch of these Yoshis. Oh, and Poochie is there as well. Let's meet the Yoshis. Sad Yoshi. Okay, I guess I'm sad Yoshi. I'll fight the boss or whatever. Fine. Happy Yoshi. Well, I guess I'm gonna fight the, the thing. What are we fighting? Angry Yoshi. What are we fighting? I'll fight the fuck. Gross Yoshi. Uh, all right, fine. I'll fight the fucking thing. Whatever. Sleepy Yoshi. Huh. Who woke me? What are we doing? Are we fighting the boss? Incel Yoshi. All I'm saying is that whatever this thing is, uh, it's not gonna fuck you, no matter how much you act like you- John Mulaney Yoshi. And I'm Yoshi. Marge Simpson Yoshi. <laughs> We're gonna fight this fucking Kamek. Yoshi that knows he's in a podcast. All right, well, uh, thank you all for tuning in to Yoshi's podcast. Yoshi that needs to poop really bad. Oh, hey guys, uh, yeah, I'll find the Kamek or whatever. I just, I just want to make sure- everybody... And that's all the Yoshis. Also, Poochie's there. Poochie is like leading the pack, kind of like Doug, Mr. Fredrickson, and Russell. How does Yoshi view these new Yoshis? Does he like see him? Does he see them as like he's their parent, or is he just like, oh, new life, cool? Yeah, new life, cool, comrades, just there. And it's like you all exist outside of this city because we are now not in the city. and of course, there are all of the different colors that you see. And this is purely because of that Reddit theory that some of them, they disappear every time you die and then a new one regenerates. So it's like you have all of these abundances of these Yoshis. Never heard um, this theory kind of. before. So the, the, the theory is what, what, that there are like different breeds of Yoshis that are like the different colors and based like... Like, you know how, you know how in each level you get a different color Yoshi, but every time you go from one massive level to the next one, it cycles through the same colored Yoshi. Yeah, in each world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So each one is a new one. Like you're never returning to the same one. And if you die, that's a new one of the same color that's replacing it is what I have learned. Gotcha. Are you preparing us for like a lot of Yoshi deaths here? A little bit. Slightly. We, we were we were primed not, that not we were primed that this, this isn't this, for kids. This wasn't this a kids movie. Adults. No. Just like Mar just like Michael's Mario, this is your stepdad's Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. And like language could be whatever it wants to be in this. Um, 
I have no. I want Yoshi to say I... fuck. <laughs> this uh, isn't my fucking baby Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and don't worry, baby Mario says it the most. Um, <laughs> of course, it's Danny DeVito. It's, it's Danny DeVito. Come on. Um, so yes, they defeat the Busters, and then they just kind of continue on. So as they're walking, they then get to this river, and you have a blarg start. Just you see the blarg going back and forth. What's just a kind blarg? of doing its own thing. Uh, a blarg is out of any sort of liquid-ish medium, whether it be it is water like or this, lava. Yeah. Yes, it is this very friendly-looking monster that will hurt you in the game. You think they're friendly um, looking? Pre- I feel like they're menacing. I'd be scared. But they're just a giant blob. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the slime one is a little scarier because it's like a weird mass that's just from nowhere, whereas the other ones are a little less The menacing. ones with just the little two eyes? I feel like those are the friendly looking ones. We'll agree to disagree on this one, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I love the blarks. I, I have to put the blarks, to the blarks in here. Okay. <laughs> Truly. Um, but this particular blarg is made out of water and is kind of going back and forth along the river, just humming and singing to itself. So it's, the blarg is like a very sad blarg. Um, and the blarg is voiced, of course, by Taika Waititi. Um, okay. And... Why? Yoshi and baby Mario kind of... I'm a blog. <laughs> I'm kind of a blog. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so he's just kind of doing his thing and he's moping around. Uh, and all of a sudden, Poochie keeps running out in front. And Poochie almost gets swallowed up by this blarg. And then the blarg gets kind of startled and starts crying. And essentially fills all of them up into a puddle, but then kind of digests some of these other Yoshis. And they're, like, trying to spit eggs at it. And then, eventually, it stands to reason, like in Undertale, that you can talk to the person. That you can, like, have a conversation with this monster and say, what's getting you down, bud? Um, so they, Chris, are you an yeah, Undertale, are you fan? An Undertale I've, fan? I've been trying to play it. I'm not very good at it, but I'm Thank trying. Um, I also haven't charged my <laughs> Switch in a minute, so there's that. Um, but so this yeah. is like an action set piece right now, would you say? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so they're they're talking to Blarg, and Blarg is just kind of saying his woes. Um, and he just kind of like keeps getting scared, and he's like, I just... I don't know what to do. And basically Yoshi gives the whole situation and he's like, I'm just trying to get this weird baby man back to his brother and away from Bowser. Um, And all of a sudden Blarg is like, oh, I saw the sorcerer a minute ago flying over with this other baby and they're going to Bowser's castle and I I don't know what they're going to do with him. So as you know, the Blarg helps them across the river to now get towards the castle. Poochie runs ahead again. This is a sad day for Poochie. Uh, Poochie runs ahead, starts sniffing around, sniffs something, and a shadow starts looming over Poochie. And then we have Baby Mario and Yoshi fighting. Like, I can't believe you let all those Yoshis get in trouble like that. And now you're letting Poochie run out in front and... Yoshi's like trying to call after Poochie and it's not working and all of a sudden it's a boo and the boo eats Poochie. Forever? Boy, do we have something to tell you about the boos too. Oh, man. <laughs> Much like Egad, the boos are also Nazis. This is all colored by so much. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's so uh, interesting. So, okay, so, so a boo has eaten Yoshi. No, Poochie. Oh, Abu is eating Poochie. Does, is, is Poochie toast or is there a chance of retrieving him? Um, Poochie is toast in his living, breathing <laughs> form. Oh. It's going to come back as... Oh, oh, I know what you're doing. Okay. Shit. I know exactly where this is going. Okay. 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 Um, so <laughs> then... Uh, Yoshi gets really mad at baby Mario and they're having this conversation, this altercation, and then Boo kind of comes up and then what you think is going to be this giant boss battle 
Yoshi still has eggs left over and just starts shooting the eggs and in a matter of seconds, Boo is gone. Um, so then Baby Mario and Yoshi continue having this altercation and Yoshi is like, why are you like this man? And Baby Mario's only retort is, dude, I was born fucking yesterday. Mm, um, that's, that's on the poster. <laughs> that's, the, that's the quote on the poster. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... With like with like F and then it's like a bunch of asterisks. It's like bleeped out. <laughs> but that but the fucking's still on the poster. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where the two of them, I think Yoshi realizes like I cannot fault this literal child for anything except his attitude. And maybe he just has to grow up and like learn he can't be like that. But Yoshi's like, maybe I have to care about things more. So they have this altercation and they come to this kind of understanding and he's like i still have to save your brother so they go into the castle and kamek starts all of his sorcery and there's all this crazy stuff going on um and in all of this all of the yoshis are essentially not surviving through all of it they're disintegrating whatever and that's happening and it reminds me of sort of one of the more iconic levels in yoshi's island which is the uh touch fuzzy get dizzy where it's literally uh, Yoshi and Baby Mario sort of they touch these little dandelion things and and go on. They start tripping out and the level sort of moves all over the place. So it's a nice callback to that, which is cool. Um, so yes, they're in the sorcery of the castle, and essentially Yoshi starts coming to and says, "I'm going to go take care of Kamek. You go take care of finding your brother." So you see Yoshi rush off to go find Kamek, and something that's kind of clear from the prologue where you're learning about how Yoshi grew up and Kamek grew up is Kamek was very aware of Yoshi's upbringing, but Yoshi didn't know much about Kamek, but Kamek was aware of Yoshi getting all of this love and care from Mario and Luigi and like being found and taken care of. Um, So what we end up with is almost a Nebula Gamora kind of relationship between the two of them where one is very jealous of the other, but the two of them are very similar in how they handle things. And they're, in this case, their level of apathy towards their lives. Um, and so there's this great kind of moment between the two of them where Yoshi is just like, why are we like this? And then they continue fighting and eventually Yoshi breaks free because that fight isn't going to be resolved here. Um and finds Mario who found, or finds baby Mario who found baby Luigi, but then Bowser Jr. is there and Bowser Jr. wants to play with both of them. And Yoshi comes in and tries to save them, but it's there's not much they can do because Bowser Jr. is now throwing a temper tantrum because Yoshi is threatening to take them away. So Kamek does more of their sorcery and makes Bowser Jr. very large. So this temper tantrum is like King Kong, Godzilla-esque. Um, and he's holding the two babies, squeezing them, that they're yelping, they don't know what they're doing. And somehow, some way, there's something in the room that allows Yoshi to turn into his helicopter form. And so he's trying. Oh yeah! He's trying to save the babies. He's trying to throw ladders at them from the helicopter. Nothing is working. Wait, we don't know what it is that turns him into a helicopter. It, there's like in the game, there are these little checkpoints that like he can turn into a helicopter or a train right. or this or that. So and like, so okay, keep going. What if I have a pitch for it? I have a pitch for it. So we know that he Yoshi has a relationship with. EGAD. What if this is like the thing they're currently like the big project they're working on at at GAD's company is the helicopter transformer and it turns you into a helicopter and like if that's been Yoshi's big project is trying to get it make it to work but he's so apathetic towards his job that he just like it hasn't been working but finally on this journey like it works and he yes I've, <laughs> he turns into a helicopter I 1000% accept that we're gonna go with that because that's brilliant and I that ties in what I wanted to tie in at the beginning so All thank right. you Simon, go with Simon <laughs> pitch. I'm just saying you're not gonna love it in like 20 minutes <laughs> so basically <laughs> Yoshi goes to save these two as the helicopter and then he can't, it it doesn't work. So the helicopter form finally works, but this is not how he's going to do it. So we're back to our Undertale uh, roots 
talking to Bowser Jr. about like, hey, I just lost my best friend, my dog. And I'm a generally lonely person. And I know what it's like to not have friends. So maybe, just maybe, if we pretend your temper tantrum here didn't happen and we're not having this arrangement, we can cause each other terror till the end of time and we'll be your friends, but it'll look like we're enemies. And they basically make this agreement and that kind of resolves that issue. So Big Bowser never gets involved. Kamek is on the loose because that will not be the last we see of Kamek because... I secretly hope they put Kamek in Smash one day because that would be a great origin story to have. Um, And now we are kind of back at the beginning and Yoshi goes back to work, tries to start his life again after this wild God knows what. And as he's walking into G-Labs, there is a a testing room where you see... um, Professor Egad, and how did I phrase it? A lab dedicated to domesticated animal ghost research. Mm. And that would be our friend Polterpup. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what's great about Polterpup <laughs> is Polterpup is not actually in Gabby's Luigi's mansion. So he's hinted at. He's hinted at. He's all right, guys, he's he's not even hinted at, he's he's referenced. Right. But Perfect time to bring but him not, in. But you know what is right. in you know what is in <laughs> Luigi's mansion? In Gabby's Luigi's mansion. Simon, do you want to explain um a little bit about EGAD and Gabby's Luigi universe? So <laughs> what you need to know about Professor EGAD in uh the Luigi's Mansion movie, or what you need to know about the Luigi's Mansion movie in general, is that um it really heavily revolves around Nazis and World War II. And, and um, it just so happens that uh, Professor Egad was a, he was a brilliant scientist. Brilliant, so brilliant, smart. Brilliant, so smart. but mad. Um, but he was working for the Nazis. <laughs> um, and, and, um, uh, you know, he's, I think the, the, the equivalent we gave in our, you know, he eventually turned coat and he's like one of those, you know, there were a bunch of real world Nazi scientists that ended up working for the Americans mm. and they were a big part of like the space program and stuff. So he's one of those. Yeah. So he's, he's not, he's not ideologically a Nazi, but he, he was just following orders, but then he, but then he, then he okay. <laughs> betrayed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's something that certainly has to color our perception of um, yes. Professor Egad, and that he was at one time working with the Nazis, and that um, he went back. Actually, I think I think our understanding of the Luigi's Mansion movie for a while, while Gabby was pitching it, was later debunked by her later on in the pitch. We thought for a while, Pete, that all of the boos were Nazis. When I went back and edited that episode, all the boos aren't Nazis. The boos are just a lot of times people who were. Aww. Killed by Nazis. So the boos yeah. were Jews. Yes. <laughs> well, or yeah, or European civilians. Right, right, from, right, right. Right, but yes, mostly Jews. Okay, potentially. Gotcha. Um, um, so Yoshi turning into a helicopter is sort of a baby win for Nazi science, but. It's a win for everybody else. It's just like it's also a win for Nazi science, like whether you like it or it's, not. I think it's I think Yoshi turning into a helicopter is the Mushroom Kingdom's version of landing on the moon. Yes. It's yes. like that's the scientific equivalent of that. Like one small step for man, one giant leap for Yoshi kind. Um I have okay, so I have a question about <laughs> the the about baby mario and baby luigi and where they came from um so the them coming into this story is bowser jr is looking for friends yeah. right bowser jr is not being shown shown love he, he's not getting the attention he needs as as a as a child uh and he's looking for friends so if i'm understanding this correctly he kemek is kind of like his servant 
Um, and he has Kamek go and find him friends. And Kamek finds baby Mario and baby Luigi. Does, is, does Kamek then have the power to jump between dimensions and jump to alternate universes? So he goes, because you said baby Mario and baby Luigi are from an alternate universe. So what universe are they plucked from? And, and Kamek has... That, I mean, you don't have to necessarily know that. It's just a just a different universe. Yeah. But but Kamek is the one. So that that interest that raises some interesting questions because now we have a character, Pete, who can freely jump between alternate universes, right. which is something that's going to be helpful, potentially really helpful and potentially very powerful in Super Smash Brothers. And that that Kamek can do that. I and now and we know now somewhere there's a universe out there where Mario and Luigi were potentially going to be a big part of it. And they were just removed. They were, right. they were removed from their universe. But what does that world look like without them? That's something to consider. We can have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> I could say right That's, now, seems like a back to the future situation. Yeah. I'm trying, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, what, what would that mean? So, so, so if in Michael's movie, in Michael's movie, Mario is a boxer in the 80s, right. right? So that would make him a baby, like, in the 60s? Yes. I have a pitch. I have a pitch. So, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What if it's, like, a thing where because Mario and Luigi aren't there, it's a world dedicated to Wario and Waluigi? And like that's where they have Ooh, wait, you know you know funny. how like Mario Kart like they have like Wario has his own stadium and all that and like there's Waluigi uh-huh. World like it's that type of uh-huh. place like their faces are everywhere and they're like the, the big that's ones. really funny does that but that's that's not the world that Jenna's Wario is from no no right? no 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 or, no no, no. no. It, but we haven't met a Waluigi yeah. oh, actually well I guess Wal- Waluigi is in Jenna's movie right. huh. I guess um, I don't know how it serves us, but it it might just be fun just to have. I don't know. It's I think I think it's fun yeah. to have. I think it's fun to play with. I think a Wario sequel could definitely play with that concept of you know like this is the, it's really funny actually like this is the universe where Mario and Luigi were plucked away as children, and as such, naturally, Wario and Waluigi are the superstars. Because here's this what world. I'm thinking. Because really funny. In Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, Wario is like such a villain in that he kind of is like in the story mode of Super Smash Brothers Brawl one of the main villains is Wario and he's like really fucking shit up and he's got like this biker helmet on and he's like doing this whole thing but there's also an alternate costume of Wario where he's like more of like a regular looking Wario like anti-hero type like maybe there can be two Warios in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Like his Wario Land version and then his Wario Wear Yeah maybe. Yeah. Well that's interesting because Jenna's so Maybe the WarioWare version is that's the Wario of this timeline where like, you know, he's he's a little more grunge because he's grown up in the shadow of Mario and he's got the biker helmet and he's a little more evil. But then the Wario Land version of Wario, which is very much clearly like he's got the purple, he's got overalls, he like looks, he wears a hat like Mario, like that's from the universe where he just... He was the Mario of that cool. universe, and he saved. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty, pretty cool. dope. I like that a lot because yeah. he is in Wario <laughs> Land games. He really is the hero. Um, everyone right. loves him in those games. Part of what was so, I guess, difficult for me in like writing this, and I was having so much fun doing this. So like, it's not that the writing it was hard, but it was the conceptualizing. Should this be a movie, or should this be a miniseries, or should this be a TV series? And I think with the whole connect thing and everything else, and also just the zeitgeist of WandaVision, I was like, this feels like it could be extended a lot into a lot of misadventures um, with these two weirdos. Um, so I don't know. I, I wrote it as a movie, but it definitely could expand into its own little side universe of what's going on with all of these Yoshis. Where did they come from? And how did Kamek get from dimension to dimension? Gotcha. Pete, the Mario sub franchise in our, in our whole universe has become as quickly become the most crowded. Oh, definitely. Um, And so I feel like I have to, we have to really sort of talk about where the story takes place timeline wise in in relation to the other Mario films. So do you want to jump into continuity approaching? (laughs) 
Yeah, I think we already kind of did in a weird way. We we kind of yeah we we kind of did a little bit when we were talking about universes, but I I just I I want to hammer down this placement in terms of um just the other Mario movies. So um I think something that's a gift is kind of like how Iron Man had like three had two movies before there's Avengers. I feel like we can have maybe a two or three Mario movies. Yeah, and, that's what I was going to suggest. And maybe one of those Mario movies kind of kind of changes things up for this world. Yeah, so I was I was going to so I think we need I think we need it before I mean first things first just based off of my understanding of this pitch and our whole universe. I think this movie takes place after well, it has to take place after Luigi's Mansion, I think. Because in right. Gabby's Luigi's Mansion, Professor Egad has been stuck in the mansion the whole time. So for him to have started now a company okay. and be free, I think it has to take place after then. Question. And, and, but but Chrissy, did, Chrissy gave us a gift here in that it's established that, that Mario and Yoshi, they've, they've, they've already gone on adventures before this one. You know, Mar- adult Mario and Yoshi have gone on adventures before. So that can, you know, in a Super Mario Bros. 2, a sequel to Michael's Super Mario Bros., Yoshi can show up right. there and we can have him present there. And, you know, this this Yoshi-centered movie, this one probably takes place after the first Super Smash right. Brothers, I imagine. That, that tracks for me. Um, it could also be a thing where... Actually, no, I like your idea better. I'm going to cut my idea. That's a, that's a good idea. Because we've got... I think in terms of the Mario movies, we've got Michael's Super Mario. Then we've got an unidentified number of movies that further flesh out the Mushroom Kingdom. Then we have Super Smash Brothers, which we have not yet talked about on the show, but we will. Then I think Luigi's Mansion is right after that because that sets up the origin of the Nintendo planet. And so Dr. Mario can't happen yet. It's Luigi's Mansion right after that. And then Yoshi's Island and Dr. Mario happen, either one of those can happen, um, I think, in terms of, you know, either one can go first. Does that sound right to you guys? Yeah, yeah. that sounds right to me. Uh, I think sequels in general are just going to really help us clean things yeah. up a little. I got I to gotta keep a running note of things that sequels, like I think when we have someone do a Super Mario Bros. 2, we, we should send them like a... Hey, here's a couple things we need to happen. Like, just like, and for whoever does Super Mario Bros. Two, it's just like have Yoshi in there. Like, Mario and uh, yeah, Mario and Peach need to get together by the end of this movie. Um, yeah, and or like sort of what we pitch for Pikmin Two being um, the planet that Olimar inhabits that is, is like Gui- yeah, Guigia. becomes yeah. Guigia. So just like stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't know what Guigi is, Chrissy. Chrissy, Chrissy is a Chrissy is a mise on Smash super fan, and we're throwing at her lore that she has not had the chance Yoshi's to be caught Island up because on because yet. I've watched the playthrough, <laughs> and I played Luigi's Mansion Three on my Switch, and it's my favorite game. And so that's where the little bits came. Oh, then you're gonna love, you're gonna the, love yeah, you're gonna love Monday's episode. So yeah, that's, that's where my specialty comes from. And again, Kamek came from playing Super Mario Party on the Switch and seeing Kamek in there, and I was like, this character seems incredible, and we need to talk about them. <laughs> Kamek can also be yeah, in Smash it's... Brothers because I I believe he appears on the Super Mario Bros. U stage. So he's fair game he to show up too. In Mushroom Kingdom, you he could show up as a as a side character in Super Smash Brothers for sure. Um, and and it's and it's nice that you did Polterpup because Polterpup did show up in Luigi's Mansion not as a character but as um, just a a form that Gooigi can take. He turns into a Polterpup inspired goo form um so we sort of reference there but i think i think yeah i think we can we can have both we can have our cake and yeah. eat too we can have we can have gooigi polter pup and then we can have a real polter pup yeah, too. it's a little wink <laughs> to the fans it's a little wink uh all pete do you have any final questions i think i i feel pretty good about where we've left this in terms of like okay i i i can wrap my head fully around like what happens, where it takes place. Like, I, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on it. How do you feel? Yeah, I think 
I think we solved that way cleaner than I thought we were going to. Uh, I, I think I think the sequel method just really sweeps it under the rug, makes all the work for yeah. someone else, and that's what Mise and Smash is all about: <laughs> making someone else do the work. So I'm happy, and I love. And I love the Wario Waluigi Land that I I was I was worried about the complication of alternate universes there, um, but th- the fact that it creates Wario and Waluigi Land is like so perfect that I'm really excited to see where that goes. Do you all thought Wario and Waluigi in my mind was going? Oh no, is there going to be a Bowser universe like a full on Bowser universe? My mind went to Biff Tower. Uh, nope, <laughs> Wario and Waluigi. Yep. And that'll be much more fun. Um, but we really appreciate you coming on, Chrissy. That was awesome. Thank you for having me. It's, it's so great. I mean, Chrissy, you've been you've been so supportive of the cast from from day one. Um, so it you know it was only right to get you on here and have our have our super fan on and, and pitch us uh, your own little little segment of the universe. So we appreciate having you and, and we appreciate all the support you continue to give us. Be like Chrissy, listen to this episode with your whole family, grandparents included. <laughs> yeah. They'll get it. Be like They'll Chrissy. Be like Chris. Yeah. I think be like Chrissy in a number of ways. Just listen to every episode. First of all, what are you with doing? With your family. Uh, like, like us on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's as as Simon Johnston recently pointed out on his podcast, Forgotten Films Podcast. It's so easy to do. You, every single one of you, has the Apple Podcasts app on your phone, and it would take two clicks to just go and give us five stars. Yeah, and we want to hear your opinion. Whoever whoever said to you your opinion doesn't matter. That's not true. Like you, you're, you're this is the internet. Your opinion's the only one that does matter. Post without thinking what you think of this podcast. It doesn't even have to be good. It can be mean. Just comments are comments, man. And we'll thank every yeah. one of you. Hey, thank you so much for listening. As always, none of this would be possible without some awesome remixes by some very underappreciated and very talented musicians. Here are their credits so you can take a listen to them without us talking over it. ALFL did the Yoshi's Island Yoshi Bop map theme remix. The String Player Gamer did the Yoshi's Island title theme with live ethnic instruments cover. The Story Music Box Yoshi's Island remix comes from Noteblock. Insane in the Rain Music did the Yoshi's Island Jazz Medley. Insane in the Rain Music also did the Yoshi Star Galaxy Super Mario Galaxy 2 funk cover. Super O Brothers did the Yoshi's Island Underground Orchestral Remix. The Noble Demon did the Yoshi's Island Castle Orchestral Arrangement. The Noble Demon also did the Yoshi's Island Big Baby Bowser Arrangement. Andrew DeLang did the Yoshi's Island Main Title Arrangement. Humu did the Super Mario World Athletic Theme Remix. DJTheS.com did the Yoshi's Island Let's Get Serial Big Boss, Mid Boss, and Final Boss Remix. The Mario Party 1 Yoshi's Tropical Island Orchestral Remix came from Tiki. And Sirenek did the Green Monster Yoshi Remix. And as always, the sound effects come from the Super Smash Brothers series, the Yoshi series, freesound.org, and soundsnap.com. Visit us at our Facebook and Twitter at Mise and Smash Pod and find us at our personal Twitters at Simon Lewis Ong and at P. Simmons Hayes. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, catch us back here next week with the next installment in the Super Smash Brothers Cinematic Universe. See you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.